0: We are just two sisters using podcast therapy to hash through the chaotic aftermath of our lives. We cover the spectrum
1: of responses to life-altering events from the social norm to the OMG. Welcome to Chaotic Aftermath Podcast. So welcome everybody. It's episode seven and we have our dog, my dog here, Blue. So you might hear her like grunting and everything. She's my little Frenchie. <laughs> that
0: was it. She definitely snorts. <laughs> also joining us today is our friend Nikki from Sacramento. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> so Nikki is a longtime
2: Cynthia friend. 18 and a half years. We just discussed this. Yes, we did. It's been a while. Yeah. It's two decades for anybody.
0: Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's close to <laughs> two decades now and then you met where in the navy okay
2: we sailed we sailed the seven seas (laughs) we were roommates we were roommates when we Mm -hmm. back then roommates when we were younger yeah and i mean we we've we've been best friends for a very long time for everything yeah she is the keeper of my closest and darkest secrets
1: same <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
2: it's
0: good to have you thank I'm you excited to have you here um and so it's kind of cool because yesterday you also got to officially meet our cousins
2: love them yeah love them by the way i'm gonna go ahead and adopt those as my cousins as well <laughs> just like i have the rest of your family
0: yes you are unofficially one of our additional cousins now yeah we had a cousin brunch yeah. yesterday.
1: Where we went. Stayed now. for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> so were we were there for four, four hours. We were there for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: nice. No wonder the guy was like.
1: Yeah. The guy at the restaurant
0: really wanted us to leave, but we were there for almost four hours. Oh, okay. Then I, I understand his pain. <laughs> there was a <laughs> yeah, lot. Yeah. Of-
2: I was like, oh, they we were- really want us out. <laughs>
0: I feel like we're like getting
2: they, good vibes though. We have a lot of good energy for the restaurant. I yeah. think we were providing them with the service, frankly.
1: <laughs> I mean, we weren't sitting there for four hours not eating or anything. Like, yeah. for a long time, you guys, the mimosas and everything, mm-hmm. yeah. and appetizers and all of that. But, like, I think we spent like an hour, maybe Under? an hour, an hour and a half post, post bill. Post <laughs> bill.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize that. (laughs) Yeah. It It flew by. It had been so long since we had like really gotten time to sit down and talk to them because mm -hmm. like we usually see them, well, I usually see them at like parties, but like there you can't really talk because there's too many people. Yeah. And you can't really like get into real discussions because there's too many ears. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was good.
1: Yeah.
2: That was good. Yeah.
1: No, we had a lot of fun, but yeah, we were there for four hours because we left at three okay <laughs> oh, okay hey. i really enjoyed that i'm glad we went I'm yeah glad we it was had. a I lot of fun. fun definitely had fun and i'm glad like if you scheduled it and we went and everything
2: yeah.
1: so it's definitely a good time mm-hmm. oh blue mm-hmm. come here <laughs> you hear my dog grunting sorry guys she's she's, she's, she's super needy we'll mm-hmm. post a picture of her That's a good idea. She's our little lovey right now, the cuddle bug. Oh yes, I know. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So today we're gonna kind of have Nikki join us, and she is going to kind of talk about the outsider's perspective, not friendship
2: side, and not the family side of suicide.
1: Yeah, and how everything that happened impacted her mm-hmm. and the process that she's went through because we do understand that, you know, we've been covering really like the family side of everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there is, you know, when your friends
0: pass away and things like that, it still hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we want to cover that as well. Especially because like Nikki is like one of the family. You know? Yeah, yeah so. she's close very very close so <clears throat> knew Jay very well so yeah. it wasn't really an outsider outsider because
2: you did have a
0: really close relationship with her too yeah so
2: yeah I um, I actually I was reflecting on uh, before I came out here I was thinking about the, putting yourself back in the situation of where I was when I got the news and how that impacted me and There was actually some pretty significant things that happened in my life as a result of that. So when Cynthia called me and told me about what happened, what's interesting about this, and I don't know if you remember this, but I obviously we all remember that day pretty well. But you had called me an hour prior, and we were just having regular conversations. And the thing about Cynthia and I, we've been best friends for almost two decades but we don't have to talk all the time like we don't yeah. talk on the phone all the time we go weeks without talking. yes and i happen to be in michigan visiting my family which usually i don't you know i'm spending time with them so i don't usually talk on the phone a lot to other people on there so i happen to be in michigan visiting my dad i had two of my kids with me at the time um who were what five and ten at the time that anyway um and <laughs> you happened to call me and we were just we were chatting about life and relationships and things going on and uh we had a you know a decent conversation and then i was like oh i gotta get off the phone i have to have this really serious conversation with my stepmom that i've been putting off. oh my god yeah i remember now so i had this so i went from having like a normal oh i just talked to cynthia who i haven't spoken to in weeks but that's normal right and then I get a text while I'm literally in the middle of giving the business to my stepmom. <laughs> like, it wasn't. no, it wasn't a text. I got a call first. Yeah, I called and I you, call. you didn't answer. And I'm like, boy, that's weird because we just talked on the phone an hour ago and we go weeks. Yeah. Like, she must have forgotten to say something or something. And then you sent me a text. I'm actually getting chills. Like, you sent me a text and you were like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, you need to call me. And I was like... Oh fuck! Can I cuss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah you guys did. Okay, yeah. we're going I So I got that text, and I was like, I, I had that. I knew it was bad. Yeah. And so. I, I mean, again, I'm in the middle of giving the business to my stepmom, really putting her in her place. She's not going to listen to this. I'm not concerned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she, is, she is an
2: alcoholic. She was in the middle of this, like falling asleep while I'm in the middle, You are the worst and you had the worst. of all. So I'm like pouring my heart and soul into this conversation and I get this text and I miss this call and I'm like, okay, this is serious. Like something's going on. And I, I wrapped that up. I'm like, you know, we're going to actually, I'm done here. I've, I've told you my piece. And I'm going to go take care of something that's more important to me. And that's Cynthia. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so I went to the back room. And I called you and you didn't answer. And I, I'm getting chills again. I knew, I knew what happened. Yeah. Like, I knew. And I called Jay right after you didn't answer and it went right to voicemail and i started sobbing and I fucking i knew something i knew and then i called you again and you answered and then you told me and you wouldn't say the words no you said she's gone yeah and i told you i said i need you to say it like i need you to say the word i need to hear because i'm not believing i know this i know what has happened but i need you to say it And you finally said the actual words. And I remember I fell to the ground. I started sobbing and screaming. And my dad came to the back and he was like, what? And okay, you guys may not know this. This is something a little extra we're sharing right now for the first (laughs) time. I was in the same fucking room when I got the phone call that my uncle had committed suicide.
1: No. In my father's
2: house, growing up, when I was sixteen, that's the room I was in when I found out that my uncle had committed suicide. I was in the same fucking spot in my oh house. Oh my
0: god!
2: And I remember what's funny about it is I remember falling to the floor, and I'm like, "Boy, am I dramatic? I did the same. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, rendered incapable of standing all of a sudden because I've been given bad news I don't want to hear, and um." My dad came in and he was like, do you need a minute? I'm like, yes, I need a fucking minute.
1: <laughs> He's like, I just want to know if you wanted to go to Applebee's. I just want to know
2: if you, know, you want to go have a drink with your stepmom to celebrate giving her the business. I'm <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> so immediately my uh, my brain turned to panic. And what I do when I panic like that is I need to be there right now. I need to be with Cynthia. And I need, like, I, what, are you, what am I going to do, yeah. right? And I'm, I'm on vacation visiting my dad. I've got my two kids with me. I've literally never left my daughter since she's been born. Like, it's always me or her dad with her. Yeah. And, um, obviously I called, I called my husband and I told him what had happened. And that was another moment that I was like, this is going to suck. And, um, and then I told him, I said, I'm going like, this isn't even a question. Like, I'm gonna buy a ticket tonight. I I asked you, like, do you want me to come? Do you want me to wait? And I was like, I don't know why I'm asking. I'm on my way. Like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then I had this this discussion with my dad after I just got done telling him, like, I will never leave my kids with your alcoholic wife. I'm like, so do you mind watching <laughs> my most precious and perfect children that I don't trust being around your wife? Is that cool? you <laughs> really watch them. They stay in your care while I completely abandon them to go deal with the situation and of course he was like I'm so honored that you would even I'm like stop just are you doing it or not I'm a <laughs> <change."> <laughs> it's a yes or no <laughs> we do not to have a moment right now I don't have time for another fucking moment Like, <laughs> I'm out of moments okay <laughs> so I went on I bought the first flight out and then that night um, I grabbed Lucy I grabbed my daughter my five year old and she slept on my chest, and I sobbed. Like, I did not sleep the entire night. And I just held her, and I'm like, how am I going to be there right now for my best friend? I I can't even. I, I can't even. I don't yeah. even know how I'm going to do this. And I, I just know I, when I get there, I'll figure it out. But got on the plane the next morning. I said goodbye to the kid. I didn't tell the kids what had happened. And so I was trying to be... Vague about what was going on, and I remember Lucy. Like I'm at the airport. I told my dad, I said, "Just draw me off curbside. I can't handle like a big goodbye right now. I'm not good." Yeah. And so I am leaving, and I shut the door, and I Lucy like looks out the window at me, and I'm uh-huh. like, "I am. i leaving my daughter. i the worst mom." I'm like, "Pull it together. We're gonna go." <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no We have <laughs> time for this." And so, um. Yeah, that's and so then I I booked a flight out here and then um and then when I got to San Diego, I mean it's it I mean everybody it's just it's shock and it's yeah trying to process everything and of course something I learned too once we started all having conversations is like all of us thought it was our fault yeah, like, yeah. we all thought we caused this and I'm thinking like. Like, Eddie, when you told me that Pedro, when even the people in our life that... I'm like, how in the world would this be this person's fault? It wasn't even here. Yeah. It wasn't even here. I like, yeah. did she do this because I just came home? Like, what? Why is that a thing that you would even think? Yeah. yeah. But all of us, the conversations we started having, we all were like, this is my fault. I didn't see the signs. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Yeah. And I just remember that feeling of... What could I have done to prevent this? And where do I go forward from here? Yeah. So that's like, that was my initial, that was my initial perspective on coming down and dealing with it and how to move. Like, what, what do we do next? You know, what do I do now that I'm here?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was glad you did come because I Mm. was having trouble navigating like, helping Cynthia plan everything, but not overstepping. And then I was like, right. oh, kind of teetering, back have- and forth. I'm like, oh, do I do this? Do I not do this? Do I give the other side of the family, you know, the opportunity to do something? And I just... Yep, I remember now. I felt so like, oh, what'd I do? Thankfully, you and your husband stepped in and were yes. like, hey, we're going to call all these places. We're going to set this up. And oh my gosh,
2: it was so helpful. Brag.
1: I'm not going to lie. I don't remember... Okay. Half the stuff let me, when it
2: comes to planning let me remind um, you eddie and i are kind of, <laughs> we're kind of professionals at this yeah. i don't want to brag <laughs> we had a very close friend of mine um pass away a couple years prior that i was close to and i learned in that the how much people that are grieving don't give a shit about what like i just want to get through this right yeah, yeah. And in that moment, so for that situation, Eddie and I ended up being a pretty big part of putting that together too. Mm -hmm. And that for me is like my way of, it's like my love language. Like I want to help. What do I do? And so for that funeral, for that situation, um, I ended up doing the eulogy for that last minute. Mm -hmm. And then like nobody wants, nobody wants to Nobody wants to overstep. Nobody wants to... Um, but nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to do this. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to do this. Someone's you don't, like, hey, uh, I want to plan funerals Yeah, here, let me help some you. people who
1: work at the funeral homes, Which, but that's... Hey, that that's completely different that Yeah, that's
2: business. I'm sure they have to separate whatever they have to do. But I remember, like, Eddie and I having a conversation because I got there and I'm like, I actually need you to come out here and I'm going to need... You're going to have to be here for me while I'm here for her. Mm-hmm. And what I need, what we have to... Like I told him on his way, I said, we're going to have to plan this. Like, we're going to have to do this. And that you have to remember exactly this place we already were at where nobody wants to do this because this sucks. So it was a conversation we had even before we got there where I'm like, we have to step up. We've got to... This is the our way of contributing yeah. because... I need to feel like I'm being supportive in some way. And how how does one support someone? Yeah, in that time. In this, when you're all a mess, you know? So that was, I was actually really grateful we were able to help and put together. Well, we definitely appreciated it. it. It helped me. It helped me process it. It helped me deal with it. And it made me feel like I was contributing and... Yeah, It was good for me. Well,
0: and I feel like you knew the questions probably to ask that we didn't because we had never planned one. Right. And so I tried to call some places and I was like, okay, okay, this is what it is. And then my dad would ask me questions. and I'm like, I don't know. And so then I just got overwhelmed. And thankfully, like you stepped in and you knew the questions to ask because I think I was finding like crazy high price stuff. Yeah. And you were... I don't know what you had said. You're like, whatever. I don't care. And my dad had, you know, been like, yeah, we'll just cover it.
2: Yeah. But then
0: I think you all were like, no, that sounds,
2: do you guys remember earns? We were looking and I was like, hold on you guys let's go on Amazon Amazon. and and everybody. Yeah. Nobody, it doesn't occur to you that you can just buy what you want. Like, (laughs) why would I not get what I need from the crematorium or the 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 funeral funeral home? home. And I'm like, because they're a business and they want your money and they're going to
1: charge you. And I didn't even like any of the urns they had. They were ugly.
2: They were. No. The, but you're grieving. Yeah. You're not gaudy, ugly, terrible. Yeah. But you're not processing like, There are other vessels, there are other things I don't have, but you're just, you're, this is what you do and this is where you go. Yeah. And so I just remembered the aha moment. Okay. So we've talked about, you know, obviously our coping
0: mechanisms. How did you kind of navigate the aftermath?
2: Ooh, well, a couple things. Um, I got into it with a pretty important boss that Cynthia and I used to have. And decided to push, push a lot of blame onto him about suicide and suicide help and things that, um, (laughs) I I may have (laughs) projected some of my feelings onto another human at the time, which was not the best coping skill. Um, and I've since apologized to him, but, um,
0: did he respond well to the apology or did he just kind of ignore you? (laughs) Like, whatever.
2: Mm, we didn't talk for a while, but we do now. Okay. Yeah. So, I would say he has responded well since then, but um, yeah, that was difficult for me because he's, you know, he's a mentor of mine and somebody I care about, but I was, I um, I had already been concerned that whole year that something was going to happen to Cynthia. Yeah. I, yeah. I already had, in fact, that was like the beginning of COVID and I, I had just, can I, yeah, go ahead. And, okay, so before I'm open about most of my stuff, so I didn't have you guys discussed that at all like where you were at that year? Yeah, so okay,
1: a, a little bit. We've touched on the fact that I
2: was having okay. my own mental health issues at that time. <laughs> so I came out and visited you that February. So Jay yeah. passed away in September. I came out in February to before visit. I left, yes, on
1: my other on way, yeah.
2: yes, and I came out to visit and. Y- You were acting your normal, you know, you've never been a very, like, emotional person in particular. And it kind of takes me time to see where you're at, especially if I'm not with you. Like, when I'm around you, I can usually, like, read you. But when I'm not around you, I have no idea where you're at. So I remember when I came here in February to visit, and I was was like, okay, she's kind of, stuff's going on right now for her. And (laughs) you casually handed me this form that we had to take to the corpsman on the ship. Oh, yeah. She's For my like, doctor. She's like, can you hold on to this thing I've got to hand to the corpsman? And I'm, like, looking at it, like, what's this? And it's, like, a depression survey. and Well, it's a note. Yeah,
1: from my doctor. From
2: your doctor stating, like, this person has the most severe amount of depression, scored a 30 out of 31 on the depression. Yeah. I'm like, Cynthia, are we going to talk about this? <laughs> and she's but, like, I just yeah, have to yeah, hand to very- my corpsman. It's fine. I'm like... I'm like reading this and trying not to respond in front of her. Like, we need to go get you help today. Like you are on the verge. And I didn't realize that's where you were at until I saw this very personal sheet of information that she's casually like, you know, let's just go give that to the 24 year old on the ship and ask them what to do with my mental health. I'm like, so the form said, you know, like, Oh, I'm very depressed.
1: I have, major depression. Yeah. And the recommendation from my doctor was that I go into an intensive outpatient program or a partial hospitalization program. That was in, they were like, this should happen sooner than later. Like now. Now. Right. Uh, Um,
2: and this was in February. Yeah. The next appointment she had from that was April. April. And I'm like, this is not okay. I'm not okay with this. My next
1: appointment was April, but I left at the end of February. For
2: an underway. For,
1: yeah, for an underway. And it was only supposed to be a short time. But. Oh
2: my God. I have never been more stressed out leaving you in my life. Yeah. I left in February, called our mutual friend who happens to be very high ranking, and I said, you need to fix this (laughs) right now. Right, yeah. I don't care what other thing you have going on. You're very important. I don't care. Like, fix this. And then I started laying guilt. I was like, this is your sailor. This is your... I mean, I was like, I probably haven't spoken to you about everything <laughs> as well. Yeah. But I was very concerned. And that would have been... That was in February. Well... For you. He did stuff, though. Yes, so and
1: then, he contacted <laughs> your my, my yeah. boss, yeah. on the ship, and so my boss on the ship was like telling him we were in
2: comms. We were we, we were we, talking. We're good. Oh, like oh my she's
1: God. she's getting help. No, she's not. I'm like I and know what's going on. I talked to her, and he's like literally.
2: Gaslighting
1: him. Telling him all these things that are supposedly happening that are not happening. Oh, I
2: was so upset. I was so upset. I was not okay.
1: And when you sent me an email that was sent
2: Yes, I did. I'm like, this is what they're saying. And and I looked and I I was like, that's not happening. Happening (laughs) at all. (laughs) Like so I was so upset. I mean this is just so I mean this speaks to how I I have to step in and do everything I can, if I can. And so that was in February. Mm -hmm. And so while that was going on with you, and you're already dealing with your own depression, this is when COVID has taken off. Mm -hmm. This is when, like, things are chaos. I'm yelling at people that I shouldn't be yelling at (laughs) to help. And, And then in April is when Jay came and stayed with me for a week. Yeah. And, again, that's when the kids were already... Like this was still the time where everybody wasn't at school anymore and they're all doing mm-hmm. school at home. Mm. And Jay had asked to stay with us. Yeah. Like while you, cause you were out to sea, she didn't, she didn't know the whole situation that was going on with you. Obviously we're not talking to her about your major yeah. depression at the time. And so at that time when Jay came and stayed with us for a week, I was trying to figure out how do we get her to be able to stay here yeah. and not overstep anything with your ex at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's like, I just, you want to help. You want to do everything you can. Like she doesn't have her mother she's having she's feeling like she's in charge of everything like she's a child she needs to be able to live like a child I want her to come stay here with me where she can be a child what do I do and I remember having these discussions with Eddie during that week like we just need to figure out a way that she can be here during COVID where this will just be a place where she can chill and she can just be a kid and this will be fine and you can't there's like a discussion we we're having this morning you can't it's not as black and white where you say this is where she should be. And so she stays here now. You don't get to do that. You don't get to say that. Like this is what's best for her mental health. So, um, I mean at the time, by the way, like Jake was really responsive. Like, yeah, if she wants to stay here, she can stay. Emma didn't want to stay. Emma wanted to be home with her dad. And he's like, well, I'm not going to break up the girls. Like Jay's not going to stay with you. And Emma come back with me during COVID. And obviously I'm like, yeah, I'm, Obviously, I'm not going to have you do that, but she just – it was my instinct as a parent, as, you know, wanting to take care of her myself, wanting to take care of you, Cynthia. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to – I just want to do everything I can. And I'll never forget this conversation. I bet you my dad has so much regret to this. But I was talking to him about what was going on at the time. I'm like, well, Cynthia's not good. Her mental health is terrible. I'm trying to help her. Her daughters are here right now. One wants to stay, one doesn't. And I just need to figure out a way. And he's like, Nicole, you cannot save everyone. Stop trying to help everyone's kid. We had a situation in my family where um, my sister-in-law lost custody of her son and i tried to adopt him like so we tried to take him as well so he's like you always get yourself in these situations where you're trying to save everybody's kids like worry about your own kids and i'm like you're a dick you don't know anything like i just want to be everybody's kids and i love them and they're my family and um he just made me he made me feel terrible about wanting to even help and i just remember thinking back to that and wanting to be like Maybe if I had helped more, this wouldn't have happened. Like, yeah. that was my thought. Like, when I found out this had happened with mm-hmm. her, like, I should have done more. I should have stepped in. I should have just been aggressive about it. I should have, you know, I knew she wasn't okay. Like, I knew she had stuff going on that was too big for her to deal yeah. with. Yeah. And clearly, I should have done more. And that ended up bleeding on to Eddie, too. Like, my husband felt the exact same way, where he took the responsibility of himself. Like I knew she wasn't okay. And I knew she had big stuff going on that she needed help with. And I feel like I should have done more. And then, Oh, Eddie, I haven't even talked about Eddie. Like that was a whole thing too. like understanding how hard he really took it hard, like Mm -hmm. way harder than I realized too. And he started talking about things I had forgotten about. Like the fact that, Jay was the first baby he ever babysat. Remember when you would go to kickboxing, yeah, he and drop her off, for him. and he would watch Dora the Explorer with her <laughs> and things. He started going down this road of like, she would, uh, I'd never seen that side of him come out where he was like, this is my fault, and. I should have done more. And this this child was our was like our child. Jay was ours. Like we mm-hmm. she was the first of our friends to have a baby. We helped raise her. I babysat her. She was this huge part of our life. And I'm like I'm sorry, I'm the one that flew out to San Diego and watched this child. Like, it just turned into this, like, contest of who loved her more. Like, um, I actually helped her more, just to be clear. And I'm the one who let her down, okay? Like, it turned into, like, who's sadder. okay? Yeah. So, I didn't expect that either. Like, the the outcome of emotion that both of us had this responsibility, like we just dropped the ball in her life, you know? And that was that was hard for a while. It's, it got, wasn't, I mean, it's got it
1: wasn't anyone's fault though. Like
2: I mean, you hindsight, know, yeah, we realize like that now. now. But I mean, man, the guilt that we both had, I mean, it really it really took a toll on us for a while. And it just made me feel like, what other situations do I have in my life that I'm not paying attention to? Yeah. Like, who else? Yeah, it, it kind of became consuming. I need to save this person. I need to save this person. I need to do this. Yeah. I need to do this. I need, to do this. I need to do this. And I remember this kind of ties in with you too. Like right after it happened, I'm like, Cynthia is already depressed. Like, she is she going to make it through this? Am I going to get a phone call that something has happened to her next? Like, she already was not okay. How do you make it through this? Yeah. Right? And so it became this obsession I had to just, like, try and save you. And I had to come to this realization, like, you can only be there. Like, you know I love you, and I would do mm-hmm. anything for you, and I will always be there. But, like, there are certain situations that – You just don't know that are going on with people and you can't predict that. You can't know, like, this person needs a phone call right now. Like, it it usually is not when you expect it that people are going through, like, especially for me, a lot of people don't know when things are as bad as they are in my life because I will bullshit anybody. I'm like, oh, I'm doing great right now. Everything's great. And it's the worst day of my life. Like, because you just don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't want to deal with those emotions at the time. So... It, it just, it was a real learning experience, I think, for me in life at how much you just have to love people and meet them where they're at. Like, you just have to be there when, know that you're there, but that you can't be there for every moment. You can't. Yeah. You can't. And you can't fix everything for anyone. No. You yeah. can, and that, like that, that took the longest for me to figure out. I think that year for me, like 2021, the year after she passed, I think was a year of learning how to have those boundaries with myself where I'm not trying to, because I mean, in 2020, I kept flying out to come out here and mm-hmm. check on you and save you and do everything yeah. I could to just Make sure I fix got it. out and did things and right. Yeah. Just and just stay it's like in my you,
1: room. Yeah. You can't.
2: I mean, I can try. And I, I mean, I love visiting anyway, so that's not a big deal, but. Um,
0: who doesn't love
2: sitting here <laughs> I know, right i love San Diego.
0: well i mean your other friends would do that too yeah and then they'd call and be like how's she doing how's she doing yeah and i'm like i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you should be honest with me where she's at <laughs> I'm I'm like, you know. I don't know yeah it was i mean
2: it was rough it was really rough there's no way it but, can't be yeah. like that was yeah. my other thought like what am i gonna say to her today where she's gonna be like you know what everything's fine the greatest day ever now (laughs) it's so sunny and beautiful what am i gonna say to cynthia that's gonna really turn this situation around like you know what thanks for the positive nikki you've really you've done it golly gee like (laughs) (laughs) Like, yay everything's
0: great now no
1: there's nothing i can say yeah no um i mean it just took time yeah and like twenty, that all of, the rest of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one was rough. Yeah, really rough. But I think this year has been a lot better.
2: Yeah, I mean it's not great. It, it never I, will well, be. I was going to say either. I like, don't think it's ever. It's never going to be the same. It's yeah. a different life now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean we've talked about it. Like I still, you know the, the what what could have been. You know.
2: Yeah, I think of that.
1: Especially too. right now, high school years, right? So, Driving, dating. Yeah, all of that sometimes hits me, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. And so I've definitely grown a lot, and I've, I know that like I need to be there for Emma. Yeah. Because you know she's she's still here and she's still, you know, growing, living her life, and I want to be there for her. Um yeah, it's it's hard, but it's also gotten a lot easier. Yeah. to move forward and not just try and stay stagnant in that one spot. Like my life is not over
2: and it's just I'm, different.
1: Yeah. It's different. It's different and it's it's going to be okay.
2: Yeah. No, I I truly believe that. And I didn't I didn't always believe it was going to yeah. be okay. And I would say that, but I didn't believe it. And now I feel like, and I think it's because we still all, and this is what I love about us. We all still choose to include Jay in things, even when it's uncomfortable, like Mm -hmm. driving back from the airport. uh, Mm -hmm. Cynthia's sister picked me up um, from the airport during this visit. And I was just discussing recent things going on in my life. And a song came on that anytime I hear this song, like I actually have to like, pick and choose when I'll play this song, like whether I can handle it at the time. But mm-hmm. that song came on while I was in the middle of the story. And I just immediately, I mean, it stopped me in my tracks. Yes. And I was like, okay, Jay, come Thank into you. the conversation. <laughs> You're welcome. <Yeah. laughs> we love you. Here, Come on in. We, we see you. And it made me just, it makes me happy though, that I still can have those moments where I'm like, I love her. I yeah. just,
1: and the little reminders yes. here and
2: there, you know. Yeah. And
1: I we've talked about this before, like becoming more spiritual and signs yes. and things like that. Whether people believe it or not, like for, I do, for me it's something. So like it comes little when I need
2: things, it. It comes when I need
1: it, and yeah. that's how I believe it. But it definitely, like songs that will come on the radio that are old as hell. Like why is this like, being played right now? Back when she was a little girl and she used to, you know, create these dances with our next door neighbor. Oh. Um yep. to them and I'm like, who's listening to Katy Perry's freaking <laughs> Firework or <of> California Girls <laughs> right top now? Girls
2: like, like that's not. <laughs> that is
1: not today's top hits guys. Right, why is it being played? Why is it being played right now? But it will play and I'm like all right, hey Jay, how you doing today? Okay. Yep. You know and, and that's and, what I do. And that's
2: what it is. I'll stop and I'll like acknowledge her. Yeah. And it it that that does something for me. Like she is still here. She is still a part of our life, and I need that. Like I I yeah. need that. That's how I cope. And so when I get those moments where I'm like, of course, Jay would enter the conversation as soon as I'm being picked up from the airport to remind me that she is also here. Yeah, <laughs> I too
0: have feelings
2: about this <laughs> Right. conversation. Right.
0: Right.
1: Like, Oh, here, let me chime in real quick. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> let me yeah. tell you what you need to be doing. Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But
0: I think like the point that you made is, not to let it be all consuming. Cause I think initially we did. Yeah, we become, did. Became consumed about Jay mm-hmm. and not realizing like the support that the kids who are here yeah. still need, you know? And so that's like the transition, at least that I'm still navigating is tough. how to manage that.
1: Yeah. No, then it's, it's hard too, because you know, you're like, I need to care for other people, mm-hmm. but I also need to care for myself. Yeah, and the balance, right? Yeah, especially when
2: everyone's been through this crazy event in yeah, life, because it affects everyone. You know, it, yeah, and I think that's where you can get lost in it too. Is like I'm dealing with this thing we're all dealing with this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
0: And it's not a competition. Like, you oh, know. Who is yeah. grieving who's sadder. harder. sadder? Yeah. 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 Have
2: you guys discussed when you use the words, I'm grieving? Because I still use that as a joke. Even now. Oh. Like two and a half years later. No,
1: we have not. We I don't, don't say grieving. We're just like, I'm sad. Yeah. Oh, I
2: say grieving. Still. <laughs> even still. Which obviously it's been yeah. enough time that it's not even... A, it's it's yeah. just now it's a fun joke. Yeah. That we tell at well, my
1: house. Well, we used to... You know, we did it all the time at the very beginning, where yeah. we would just be like,
2: "I don't want to take the dog out." I'm, I'm grieving sad. right now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> grieving. I spent
0: a thousand dollars. I'm grieving yeah, right now. That I'm was sad. our huge <laughs> thing. Like, our huge thing was
1: when she would go on like massive shopping sprees, and <laughs> and her husband would be like, "What, is what this? did you spend?" $1,000 on it. Sh- she's like, sh- 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 I'm
0: sad. <laughs> yeah. and like, what could he say to that? He's like, Oh. <laughs>
2: okay. it, it, yeah. it literally just made him be quiet and he'd just <laughs> yeah. walk away. And I'm just like, I'm just curious what the expiration date is on that because I still use that two years later. Enough. Okay, I'm just yeah, checking. Because this. sometimes I'll do something and I'm like, God, I really don't want to get up and change the laundry. <laughs> like, I'm really sad right now. Can you yeah. please reach to the bottom and get the laundry? <laughs> oh, my God. You so- me the remote
0: that's two feet away from me because i be sad. Sad. So
1: we do this and we're joking about it. But our kids do it to us. Oh, yes. and, then we're like, and, then, it. and then we're like, you're a manipulator. That's, That's manipulative. <laughs> <is> manipulative shit. <laughs> That's not okay. You um, don't manipulate people, okay? Why are you manipulating me right now? <laughs> trying you... to use that against me. Cynthia, why are you outing
2: us? <laughs> Why would you think this behavior is? I acceptable? literally just thought about this. Just I just clicked <laughs> in my head. Like I've I've been getting
1: on my daughter for this. Is, this is like what we do <laughs> when she starts to get in trouble or when it's not going her way, she will. And she does it not only with me. She does it with her friends, too. Oh. oh. <laughs>
2: she, yeah,
1: she does I it with her
0: friends. So this is why it. I have to stop.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, you cannot do this. Is because she'll tell them, like, I'm sad because my sister's dead. And
2: they like, wow. Yeah.
1: And it's not.
2: We just want to know if you wanted French fries. If and you like an
1: extra, just
2: say that. And them. her
1: friends are all. Oh,
2: Eight, and, Eight and
1: younger. So I'm like, Emma, you cannot do this. Like, you cannot tell your friends this stuff. And so I'm like, oh god. We're, now, now, now like, in my head, I'm like. She got it from she me! Got it from she me. got it from watching <laughs> you. I feel like I'm in a really bad 80s and 90s drush commercial right now. She got it from watching me! She got it from watching me! <laughs> like, oh! This okay, is well, bad. she got it
2: from watching all of us. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, like, yeah oh my god you're welcome (laughs) sorry guys this is bad we're all learning this is a learning process definitely learning and this is why we're all going to therapy we are all in therapy good for us proud of that journey well that was a light
0: bulb moment yeah
1: definitely god you guys got to experience it on the podcast (laughs) like (laughs) whoo It's a fun-filled day today again.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to end it,
1: right? Yeah, I think we do.
0: Like, hey guys, go process this a
1: little bit. <laughs> I need to go figure things out in my life. <laughs> Follow um, me for more light bulb moments that we
0: all share together.
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Uh, actually, thank you, Nikki. Thank, thank you for you guys, having for me. Coming. That was a like lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it. Enjoyed your perspective. Um, and thank you everyone for listening again. Come back next week, we'll have something crazy again. Probably, probably (laughs) another light bulb (laughs) moment. What other learning (laughs) events we're gonna have. Um, but thank you.
0: Bye. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at chaotic aftermath podcast. One word. Or email us at chaotic at gmail.com.